0: And one of theirs to the morgue you don't know what hard times are at a paradigm shift maybe i'm a I'm a master producer let me let me do what I do best
1: no incoherent rambling and bullshit just uh let me know until we're actually go good to
0: go I mean I mean we're good whenever i I'm good on my side
1: well i'm still cooking that's the point
0: god, that's... god damn it look, look, this is part of great producing right here you capture you capture the the, the pre tape because you never know what could happen. Something Start basic. this in
1: five, four, three, two. You're four, still one. are you still cooking? I am still cooking. I still gotta cook. I make the beef fajitas, and I told you because like you didn't give me no lead what I Like, see that line that separates the carpet and the hardwood
0: on the kitchen? That's the line across. I'm cooking here, baby. I want to let everyone know if this makes it into the final cut that this is what it is like being friends with Nathan. He just kind of no. just goes. No,
1: well, here's... Okay, so here's two problems with Kyle here, okay?
0: Oh, no, I didn't say you. it was a problem. What the fuck? No,
1: I'm not saying it's a problem either. Maybe bad terminology that I'm using on my end. But here's my, here's my defense. He just says, hey, I'm getting on. And, you know, he didn't, like, give me any leeway. He was like, hey, you know, man, my girlfriend's going to bring me dinner. Bring us dinner, and I'm just waiting for her to get home. Cool, okay. But there's no, like, hour-long time. There's no timeline that's me know, you know, when he's going to be on. So he's not helping me help him. All right, baby. This this could be, like, an extra, you know, behind the scenes or
0: something. Listen, I'm a good producer, baby. I know what I'm doing. Last week's episode, that intro was gold. I loved it. I loved everything.
1: You know, since you interrupted cooking time, which is fine. I'm not going to hold it against you i think it's about time that we finally kick this show off the road here anyway everyone welcome to another episode of missing the marks with uh me and kyle my wonderful co-host here um as we've mentioned plenty of times before this podcast is available across all streaming services spotify google podcast apple podcast and pretty much most streaming services that you could find around um in this installment, of course, we're going to break down everything happening across the wrestling world as we do every week and also whatever else comes our way. You know, it's been a little bit chaotic recently. I think that's a good analogy for what's been happening in the wrestling world. Um, Kyle, how's uh, how have how you been doing? By the way, we should apologize. Um, we did have some scheduling issues and there was a little bit of an emergency that came up. That's why this episode's a little bit delayed, but everything's hunky-dory and we, we should be good to go. Um, Kyle, how are you doing, by the way? <laughs>
0: Oh dog, I'm hanging out. I'm uh going to winners coming tomorrow. Uh, we're recording this Saturday Tuesday night. Uh, I'm just really looking forward to winners coming. You know, just hanging out, seeing Spider Man Friday. Uh, got some dinner plans with my girl Saturday. Uh, it's good, it's gonna be a good weekend. I'm ready.
1: Nice. I'm actually going to Sat- Spider Man on Saturday, so I'm looking forward to that. And then uh, Saturday morning, one of my friends is uh, taking me to the range to kind of you know. Give me some pointers and stuff. I've never really shot a gun before, but ready to try it out, man, and learn safety and safely. Um, other than that, we've had a good week. It's been a good, great week. A um, couple of things before we actually get this ball rolling on the wrestling. Since <laughs> this is a reoccurring long-term book storyline that we have going on here. Uh, but this, is, this isn't where the results are predetermined. It's the results I work for, okay? So I made playoffs in both my leagues and uh i got a couple words for some of these people here you know what i'm saying i got a couple words uh and also this ties me into final fantasy and walker which i'm gonna talk about real quick but there's a couple people that uh they want a taste they're gonna get a taste of what's going on in playoffs baby oh there's that song baby there it is look I'm going to get, uh, before I get to Canadian, I got to go through my friend, Saul. And me and him go back a long, long time. But in this world, there isn't friendship. There is only triumph or defeat. The victor's gonna write the tale and the vanquished become its villain. And on the road to the championship and to the title, I'm gonna pave that filled with concrete and the bricks are gonna be initialed with the fallen people that I had to go through. The road that I'm walking is gonna be lost in the flood of these dubs and tutties. And I just got into the Final Fantasy queue, and also my other league. Jesse, I might have lost you last week, but I still made playoffs. You didn't beat me. Jamar Chase beat me, okay? Let's just make that clear. I went and saw you in person because I stopped by your place to work, you know, to do a little bit of, uh, uh, I had to gather some items for a friend's giving. And you admitted to me, Jamar Chase, that you knew I had you. I had you, by the skin of your teeth, and I was kicking your ass on the way out. But you got lucky. Luck doesn't last. Sooner or later, that runs out. And then reality sets in, and I come knocking. And I show you what the reality is. Because you want to see the world for what it can be. And I see the world for what it truly is. And all it says is Nate is the champ of all fantasy and all time. With that being said, baby, round one begins Thursday. And these ass whoopings are coming all week long.
0: and whoo whoo I got chills from that oh my god I feel like I'm getting my ass beat on Thursday oh just soak it in, soak <laughs> in the riding
1: home soak in the fact that this is this battle won't conflagrate the solar system and the stars and like the skies the lights of which have never been seen as I Kamara stomps a hundred yards up and down the field to get me five toddies like he did last year and I walked into the second round, a better man, and prepped for that belt. And that's all I gotta say about that. Let's stop this right now. Oof. Oof. sweaty sweaty. Oh. Just from cooking beef, I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit.
0: I mean, you you know how they get like Ron Perlman to do those UFC like pay-per-view intros? Fuck that! Get him out of here. Get Nate on there. Holy
1: shit! Nah, I think my voice is kind of too nasally for that. I mean, Ron Perlman (laughs) has a deep, soothing voice that also commands respect. I'm not saying I can't command respect, but, you know, sometimes when I'm telling people to shut up on Halo because they have an open mic, they're like, your voice is really (laughs) nasally. And I'm like, well, your Wi-Fi needs to be shut off because you should be in bed, brat. You know, so... (laughs) god (laughs) just kidding oh my god um (laughs) going going another thing i want to talk about and i and i've thought about this for a long time because i just finished n walker i just finished n walker this past friday i think and uh man dude like i I feel like it's one of the best stories i've had the chance of playing seeing, or watching whether it's any medium through tv book or whatever I mean, I, I'm just trying to put myself in, a pit in like, the shoes of someone who's been playing from 2011 because w- that's when the first uh, Final Fantasy game came out for this MMO, which is A Realm Reborn. And if you don't know the history, they had a really bad launch for the original Final Fantasy 14, and they basically scrapped it all, restarted and you know, pushed it out, the new version called a Realm Reborn in 2011. And every expansion that they've been dropping has been better and better and it's slowly been building a following. And due to uh, one of the bigger MMOs, just fumbling the bag in terms of not listening to the community and stuff like that. I think I talked about that on the first episode. Final Fantasy exploded in popularity over the course of the summer. Also a pandemic and stuff too. But um, they dropped the latest expansion called Endwalker. I've talked a lot about on this podcast. And I finished it from end to end, the main scenario quest. And well, we, we talk a lot on the show about long-term booking and long-term storytelling and the little nuances that go into character development as well as going to you know, some of the matches or some of the promos and stuff like that within AEW. And Final Fantasy just does that so well. They know how to tell you a story. They know how to develop characters. They know how to let things breathe. Take, for example, CM Punk's debut in Chicago. It wasn't overbooked. You didn't have MJF come out to CM Punk's theme and, like, talk crap to the crowd. And, you know, then CM Punk comes out and hits them and gets the cheap pop. Like, would have been cool? Yeah, but that's not the way you roll you just let a moment happen that things happen the way it should be and let let it allow it to breathe and, and, and get that natural, uh, natural reaction. And that's what final fantasy does so well when it's, with its key big story moments and it's, you know, big old set pieces and stuff like that. And, you know, the theme of this expansion kind of dealt with a lot of what we've talked about in the past, you know, which is kind of sort of mental health in some aspects, but, um, and the overall theme of it kind of touched a little bit on that, I guess, in terms of how you perceive it or how you deal with some of the bigger anxieties of the world. And 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 without getting too much spoiler, this one just kind of had to deal with overall overwhelming despair in the face of overwhelming hope, and how, like in this nihilistic uh, way, everything is sort of meaningless, right? Like you know, the end at the end of our lives, we're 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 all with the finite time and the only constant in this world is death you know at the end of the, the end of everyone's life they die and what's left or what you have left is i guess basically up to you and what the people around you consider or remember and stuff but um it's it, it touched on things like that but on a much grander scale and you know it was simple but effective storytelling that was also thought-provoking and i could probably go on and on about just the nuances of this game from end to end i've only played it for about two two and a half years maybe three but from someone who's like let's say kept up with the product right? like i'm gonna use wrestling terminology who's kept up the product since 2011 and you know saw the conclusion of one of the biggest stories their whole saga right because this expansion concluded a saga that they've been building up to from the very beginning and now whatever comes after this expansion is going to be new story plots that's going to build to the next thing for the next five to 10 years, right? So it's a long-term plan. I I wonder how much they feel rewarded for watching and investing their time in in the story and and the characters and stuff like that. Just like how me and you have talked about how we feel appreciated or how we feel like we're not being insulted. Keeping up and investing our time in a product like AEW where we don't feel like our our intelligence is insulted or we're rewarded for paid attention to little things that the wrestlers do in their promos or nuances of things they wear and stuff like that. That incorporate into the story that they're trying to tell, the overall arching narrative. And maybe we could do an episode about the the comparison between Final Fantasy and AEW from a storytelling perspective and I could draw examples and stuff like that. But this is probably one of the best stories I've, I've ever had experience of playing um, and this was in contention with Metal Gear Solid, Chrono Trigger, uh, some of the other Final Fantasies, and even some of the other uh, other games like I could think of, Kingdom Hearts. But even after Kingdom Hearts, two kind of got a little bit convoluted. But you know, the Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe with the, the build up to the Infinity Saga, like just good, effective storytelling, character development, and gameplay. And I feel like that translates really well to like how AEW is doing, which is good wrestling, good storytelling, good character development, good promo work, and just allowing things to be and listening to what the fans want. And Final Fantasy has a, such a huge repertoire of doing that with its community. A lot of community praises the director, I guess, like the equivalent uh, to Tony Khan and Final Fantasy within that realm would be Yoshi P, as he's uh, as he's known, who's the overall game director and you know, kind of is one of the main uh drivers for everything that goes on in the game. I mean, that's like that's Final Fantasy's equivalent to Tony Khan and wrestling. And he's talked about how he listens to people, he listens to the customers and he listens to what they want and you know and incorporates that into the whole game. And you know it's it's just a really great parallel to see. And um again I can't rave about this enough, but N Walker, Chef's Kiss if you haven't had the chance to play it or if you're thinking about playing it, do play it. Give it a shot. It's, a, it's an RPG first before it becomes an MMO, but once you get to the end game, that's when you start, you know, doing stuff with friends and blah, 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 blah. But even then, you, before you can still do things with friends, I mean, they, they sync to your level and stuff, but just a great overall story, man, and I couldn't be happier uh, playing it, and it was definitely a really great experience. So enough about that, man. Let's let's start diving into wrestling and let you know, let me let me let me let let me let me follow Final Fantasy and AEW's team and letting it letting this breathe. So let's let this breathe for a little bit and uh you know let's off, offer your thought. I want to hear your thoughts, you know. What do you think, you know, about my little rant you know, to some of the things we talked about and how we could draw these comparisons to other other mediums or other, you know, uh programs and stuff like that. I think that's one of the great things that we do here is just, being able to relate to relate things to other things, you know, wrestling to games or TV or blah blah blah.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, Final Fantasy fourteen. I've, I've been meaning to start up a man. MMO RPGs are so hard for me to commit to, but um, I mean, you talk about you know story and you know long term storytelling and it all coming together over the course of like this epic journey that you go on. And I, I really, I I can really appreciate that. And part of me wants to get in. Solely based on that, um, but I guess my brain's stupid because if I can only commit like an hour and a half to video games, since you know I got I got three dogs and a girlfriend I barely see because we work different hours during the week, it, it's hard for me to want to commit that kind of time. Uh, this is just a personal aside. I want to do remind everyone this is a wrestling podcast, but yeah, it is. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I mean, I mean, it goes along because I mean, you you have you have you know Final Fantasy. I have. A lot of anime I watch. Uh, my favorite, Neon Genesis Evangelion, recently just came out with their fourth movie this past summer. And, and that movie, basically, it, it's... That movie was... I was kind of torn on going into that movie because, you know, they made the original anime series back in the 90s. I love that series. They made their the, the movie The End of Evangelion um, shortly after that because that was supposed to be the real ending. But when the anime was coming out... They had budget cuts. Uh, the director was getting a lot of death threats. People wanted to burn down his animation studio. Um, it, it was a heavy toll that this anime and this creation brought on to his personal life. And then, you know, it, it hits the mainstream in the 2000s. It's cashing out everywhere. You know, they make toys. They make books. Uh, they make spinoff manga. make make spinoff anime sequels, like chibi version, like school life, slice of life stuff. Um, and then... And uh, then later on, he makes these these sets of four movies he's planning, and it's called The Rebuild of Evangelion. And it's supposed to be a retelling of Evangelion for, for new fans, for lapsed fans who never went back to watch the anime because maybe they can't watch that old school. It's really hard to get a hold of. Netflix just picked it up recently, and he decided to release these four movies starting in 2007, and... Um, I, I I I love the first one because the first one is basically an HD 4K Blu-ray remastering of, of the entire first I think six episodes of the series. Uh, the second movie gets pretty crazy. Um, it does some parallel things to the anime, and I know the anime back and forth. I I rewatch this about twice a year because th- this is one of the few animes that resonates with me so hard. Um, so there there's slight differences in the second movie, and then the third movie kind of feels like it was a shell of itself um of the original anime and and I tr- trust me I'm rambling but this has a point I'm getting to the point but the third movie is completely different it's everything that you know even as the anime in the 90s wasn't supposed to be it wasn't supposed to be giant mechs giant ships battles fights everywhere all 3D rendered CGI it was supposed to be hand drawn uh, a story about characters and their complex relationships and and this movie made me really resent Waiting for the next movie, and, and this this movie came out to a lot of negative backlash. The, again, more death threats to the director, um, a lot a lot of really negative reviews, and then uh, we, we we patiently waited for the fourth movie, which the third movie came out in twenty twelve in Japan, uh, twenty sixteen in America. But you know, I, I watched it, I believe, in high school, so about twenty thirteen, maybe early like late twenty twelve, um, and then you know eight. Nine years later, we get the fourth movie, and I was really in an odds because this anime I loved so much and held so dearly to my heart had these three movies, and it was going in the complete one eighty direction of what made the anime resonate with me so well. Um, And then I watched the fourth movie, and I mean, I bawled. I bawled like a baby. It felt like it felt like the director was long, like this was a long term storytelling about what Evangelion had. An effect on his personal life being the creator of this of this mass you know multimedia conglomerate series I mean the first movie was exactly the same to to bring in new fans. The second movie had some slight differences, and then the third one was just was just welling into depression um you know finding someone basically he finds someone that he can resonate with he doesn't feel so alone the main character. Um, and then that person's taken away from him, brutally in front of him, murdered. Um, and then going into the fourth movie, it's all about uh, realizing you can't just, you know, stay locked up to yourself. Um, and the movie has this really awesome moment at the end where uh, basically they reset the timeline and there's no Evangelion in, in the new timeline. It's And it feels like the director is saying, like, this is the part where I can finally let this series go, you know? I can finally it's 2021. I started even back in the nineties, and I can finally let this later rest. I've come to peace with it. You know, I've had awful times in my life because of this. I've had amazing times and it it just felt like this storyline from the first rebuild to the fourth rebuild was just him reflecting on the impact even had on his life. And and I, I felt that. I felt all the emotions that I could honestly relate to if I was, you know, H- 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 Hideaki Anno, the the chief director and creator of the show, and it, it it's just one of those long term storytellings that I feel like, again, like you said with Final Fantasy, it pays off when you pay attention to details. It's not just because your eye caught something; it's it's there for a reason. And I, I just feel like long term storytelling and everything um, is, is the way to go these days. They've proven it in AEW. They reward they reward you for watching their product and. I mean, I just can't say enough about um, the, the comeback of long-term storytelling and professional wrestling, and I think it's 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 been needed and very well welcomed these past couple of years.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think long-term story, because a lot of people fumble the bag at the end, right? Like, a lot of people fumble the ending, and the ending's always the hardest part to write. Season 8 of Game of Thrones and how very controversial it was um, regarding on how they fumble the bag on the ending, and... Even
0: uh, the Attack on Titan manga, (laughs) but I won't get into that. Oh God! Don't even. Yeah, don't even get me started on that trash. But
1: anyway, also I just kind of want to reiterate: Final Fantasy isn't too much of a time commitment or anything. It's just like with any game. But you know, I I could see how it might be a little bit off-putting if it's in MMO.
0: It's it's the way my brain's wired. Like if I'm playing an MMO, I want to commit like five, six-hour chunks. You know, I don't want to log in for like an hour, hour and a half, and then then bounce. Especially with these times, fuck that.
1: Yeah, like, Final Fantasy is a game that makes me want to waste time. It doesn't waste my time, but, you know, I'm a busy guy, right? We're busy people and stuff, so, like, I play a couple hours out of the week, and then that's that's it, but I'm I mean, in a pandemic right now, right? So I had all the time in the world being at home and just working out on the balcony or whatever, working out outside and then coming in when we weren't doing anything. But, you know, now that the world's kind of opening up and, you know, people are getting their shots because Omicron's out there, uh, yeah, we're, we're we're doing our part so you know... Kind
0: of- Long term storytelling with the
1: pandemic. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, we're going out and exploring the world again and stuff, all that fun fun things.
0: <laughs> the new but the new world. <laughs> the new world, the post-COVID world.
1: Shoot. Hey guys,
0: it's Kyle from Missing the Marks. Um we lost some audio here, so it's a really weird transition. Um but I just want to talk about Ring of Honor. Uh so this is me from the future. I'm looking at my editing. Um just wanted to throw this in here for some context so it doesn't sound like I'm crazy and just start rambling uh which i mean this most of this podcast is but uh back to the show show, show. for those of you who don't know ring of honor is one of the most storied wrestling promotions um it, it at, at the time it used to be the second biggest or i guess the third biggest uh national you know north america uh professional wrestling promotion uh it's where all your favorites got their start I, I swear if if you have a favorite in professional wrestling these days, especially in AEW, uh, more than likely they got their start in Ring of Honor. You know, this is this is the the company I first found uh, when I was kind of burned out on WWE. Uh, they would be on my local Fox station at three in the afternoon when I get home from school, and randomly on Saturday mornings, like at two a.m. when I couldn't sleep because I was, you know, we were we're kids. We like to stay up, you know, cause some riots, but um, it. Your favorites, all of them came out of there. CM Punk, Samoa Joe, um, Brian Danielson, (laughs) Homicide, Low Key. Amazing uh, Red. Christopher Daniel, Amazing Red. Styles. Styles Yeah, Styles showed up. Uh, Kevin Steen, uh, the Mm Briscoe brothers. uh, Pretty much everyone who's anybody that has come out of the indie circuit, and go, goes to WWE, or now AEW, m- more than likely had some kind of touch in Ring of Honor, and they recently just announced that they were going on hiatus, um, they were gonna do some big, big restructuring, um, and they had their final pay-per-view called Final Battle, uh, this past, uh, Sunday, and it was, it was, it was pretty hard, it was pretty rough for me to watch, um, I was, I was super emotional watching it, you know, I had had final battle on one screen and I had the UFC fights on the other. And it it was really emotional for me. Cause again, I grew up on this, on this, on this promotion. And um, I know they they do plan to come back in the new year. I think about April, May, uh, but this is uh, labeled the end of an era. And um, I'm not sure where all of these wrestlers are going to go. Uh, Ring of honor is honoring their contracts into the new year. So they will still be getting paid out. Um, and it's up to them whether they want to hold out to be re signed uh, once they get all their restructuring done, or if they want to, you know, test the waters, go somewhere else. But um, a lot of really great, amazing wrestlers, and basically just a, a whole night to pay homage to this amazing promotion. And um, I'm really, I'm really wondering where we go from here. Uh, I don't, what's your experience with Reading water? I don't know if you used to watch it like I used to watch it.
1: I didn't really keep up too much with it. I uh, just kind of heard like, Things here and there, like, you know, when he had a summer of punk, the Samoa Joe versus CM Punk trilogy and stuff, and a couple of uh Brian Danielson matches uh yeah, Brian Danielson matches the Young Bucks when they were doing the Ring of Honor Bullet Club and stuff back in like twenty sixteen, seventeen. Um, you know, back in the day I was kind of more of a WWE guy and uh, a little bit of DNA oh, yeah, here here and there and stuff, but I think after like two thousand seven or Eight. that's when I started kind of weaning off a little bit on WWE but you know I'm, I'm not here to disregard at all uh, Ring of Honor's impact on wrestling as a whole I think it really um, showed that there was life outside of WWE right especially to the North American audiences and stuff and I think probably like Ring of Honor and then TNA um, doing their own thing back at the height of WWE's popularity was Basically starting a groundwork for you know the the idea that there could be more than one promotion existing outside of uh WWE in North America. So um and it's good to see a lot of uh, big names that are currently and other big companies right now like AW and who had their roots there. So I hope whatever comes next for Ring of Honor, um, you know, they could keep they keep chugging along and take advantage of all this talent out there. It's also very interesting to see where wrestling as a whole is going, considering that you have Terminus popping up with Jonathan Gr- uh, Gresham. Um, you got ENWA currently out right now doing its thing. Uh, all these uh, small to medium-sized indie promotions that are have a horde of talent to choose from and stuff, and hopefully do right by them and create big shows and also give them good fair pay for uh their their booking services and stuff cuz a lot of these talent deserve to get the, to get their get their bag but um overall man it's curious to see where they're going to go from here but i i think no one can deny that there's a huge abundance of wrestling talent and the indie scenes on the crossroads of potentially blowing up like it was in the territory days
0: yeah i mean yeah i mean if 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 you also want to take a deeper look under the microscope of like the landscape of wrestling right now um uh aew had a bunch of their stars you know actually you give pre-recorded messages and they played them throughout the night um and it sucks that we couldn't see wwe just kind of you know swallow their pride for once because i mean a lot of their guys walk through ring of honor and it, it sucks that we we can't see the bridging of this you know you can't you can't put the olive branch out there because you're too focused on your product and your millions of dollars but AEW can worry about their millions of dollars but also, you know, still pay tribute to ring of honor, you know, you got you had Jimmy Jacobs, Hangman Page, the champion of AEW mind you, CM Punk and Adam Cole, yeah, the young bucks did one, I think Brian Danielson um also did a, a video uh, message and it it's just kind of crazy when you can really see how much one company, you know, values the worth of professional wrestling as a business versus they want to take it over as a monopoly. It's 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 kind of it's kind of crazy to me, and that it really kind of left a sour taste in my mouth. But that's just that's just me.
1: No, nah, I understand that completely, and I, I, you know, I think that just comes with greed and stuff like that. That people want the lion's share, right? Instead of hey, if you're gonna eat, then we're all gonna eat, and when we all eat, we all eat more. You know, like can you should adopt that mindset instead, right? It's yeah, fostering mean- the, the 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 overall. Health of the business instead of hoarding it all for yourself and, and giving us what we were given.
0: <laughs> but, I mean uh, I mean it's 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 like it's like every veteran can say, you know, when the business is booming, every promotion's booming. It doesn't matter if you're WWE or you're an indie promotion scene running out of a, a warehouse for a hundred people a night. Everyone's booming when the business is booming. But yeah. Um some of the biggest news Coming into the businesses. A lot, lot of stories about Jeff. Actually, I'm going to hold off on Jeff Hardy. We'll talk about Jeff Hardy a little bit. I do want to talk about uh, two of the most uh, historically, you know, storied wrestlers in NXT history uh, actually making their way out of the promotion this past uh, few weeks. Um, it's kind of been, there was kind of writing on the wall without things were being booked. Um, but you have Kyle O'Reilly, who used to be. Part of the Undisputed Era, the, the stable with Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, and Roderick Strong. At one time, these guys were the height of NXT. You know, all four members had all the championships. You had the North American title with Roderick Strong, the tag team titles with Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly, and the NXT world title with Adam Cole. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's it's kind of... I was texting Nathan about this when when it was happening, but seeing Kyle O'Reilly, um, especially after he... You know, at a hot singles run, the crowd got behind him, and then the feud with Adam Cole kind of killed that momentum because Adam Cole was always going to be the crowd favorite. But see- seeing a guy like that who's busted his ass and, you know, devoted his life to building NXT into a legitimate third brand, and so WWE said it wasn't anymore, um, ma- making his way out, is it's it's kind of bittersweet. I mean, I'm really glad that... You know, he's going to test the free agency. He'll more than likely end up in AEW. Um, you know, he has his best friends, Bobby Fish and Adam Cole over there. Um, but it's it's just kind of wild to see the hollowed emptiness of NXT as it is, you know. Uh, NXT was probably the best thing, and it's this this isn't even, I shouldn't even say probably, it was the best product that WWE had on for so long, you know. It was pretty much called Indie Lights. Um because you had all these professional indie matches going on on a big stage like wwe and it was presented to the world and you know kyle o'reilly was just one of these guys johnny gargano was the second one but i'm going to get into him in some more detail um and it, it's just, it's just weird to see the, this house that was built by guys like kyle built by guys like adam and Roderick strong and bobby fish and johnny gargano tommaso champa and it's not becoming that anymore it's it's really moving on to a sports entertainment, getting people ready for TV, not not having classic indie matches. Um, it, it's just it's really bittersweet and kind of infuriating to see. But um, Kylo Riley testing the free agency is going to be insane, and uh, I'm really hoping he does end up in AEW. Um, I, I what give me give me some of your thoughts. What do you think about the K.O.R.?
1: I think it's pretty much confirmed he's going to end up in AEW. I think there was a report by Meltzer that stated such that he's pretty much AEW bound. Um, So whenever he makes a debut, is anyone's guess. I'm assuming at tomorrow winter's coming or any of the weeks leading up to it, Uh, or any of the weeks after. I'm sorry, but uh, (laughs) yeah, man. I mean, I uh, did get to see a lot like them at the Undisputed Era before like AEW was even a thing. And oh, it was great to see, man. Like, I, I part of me is going to miss the, a lot of the old NXT and stuff. And it's kind of strange to see how the demographics is turning out. For, like, who turns in NXT? It seems like it swings pretty much over 50 and stuff. And I don't think too many young people are watching NXT right now. I could be wrong, but I thought that's what I was looking at. Um, but I'll never forget how NXT basically made me fall in love with wrestling again, in a sense, uh, with Triple H running the helm and stuff like that. Yeah, Johnny Gargano. Yeah, new debuts coming in every other week to the main roster, and then it just kind of got became the same old tired story of like, oh, how are they going to screw this debut up? You know, which essentially became the case. But um, yeah, I'm excited I mean, to see so- where, where Kor goes, man, for sure. Battle of Los yeah, Angeles. I mean,
0: <laughs> ooh, I dude. Oh my god, I love that PWG is just thriving also right now. That's another indie promotion. I think everyone needs to check out. If if you have a favorite mm-hmm. in AEW, ninety percent odds are they came from pwg too after a good amount of dates but um moving on you did mention johnny gargano and he's the second guy that his his exiting was pretty much written on the wall um he did sign an extension um a few weeks back so he could uh work a pay-per-view for nxt called war games and then that was going to be the final night of his contract at least for working for nxt um it's if you want to talk he, they they did label him the heart and soul of NXT and it's true this this man brought WWE their first five-star match from Dave Meltzer in in decades. Um yeah since Paul Every and uh, yeah, Cena in to bank. Yeah, 2011, yeah. And and Johnny Gargano brought brought them their first five-star after so long and if, if you go and watch any NXT takeover just just watch the Gargano matches because they always steal the show from his time being a tag team partner with Tommaso Ciampa and DIY. To his eventual feud with Ciampa over, um, you know, being the heart and soul of NXT and, you know, taking the evil out of it that was Tommaso Ciampa at the time. All the way to his NXT title run with Adam Cole, their series of matches. His North American title aspirations with Ricochet and Pete Dunne and Isaiah Swerve Scott. Um, jo- Johnny Gargano always brought it. He was always you know they called him the rebel heart the the hardened soul of nxt the underdog and um they, they gave him a big pomp and circumstance and i, I do wish Kyle O'Reilly kind of got more of this but uh you know one of their newer guys beat him in a cage match and then beat him up and that was his exit but um johnny gargano came out gave a speech you know started talking about the future and the future is is change and change is scary you know um, and, and credit to Johnny, because Johnny, you could tell as a professional, he still put over a younger talent. Um, he got hit, hit from behind with a chair, drew nuclear heat for this kid. Um, and, and it just shows that no matter what, NXT was still special to Johnny, even though it's a shell of its former self now. Um, and he does have a baby coming in February, so, um... People are kind of antsy if they think he should sign now or sign after the baby, but uh, I think I think with that situation, you just give Johnny all the time in the world. You know, he's starting Twitch and YouTube and doing other ventures for for money on the side while you know be betting on himself. He's betting on himself that he doesn't need WWE because it's it's just not what he probably wants at this point in his career. Um, and it's just it's it's crazy to see someone that I thought embodied all of NXT is finally on his way out, and it was, a, it was a pretty hard moment to watch.
1: Yeah, man, like we said, so many great matches with Johnny Gargano, so many great moments. You, you covered it all with Tommaso Ciampa, DIY, remember when I Oh, just we give, on my buddy? We got to
0: do a breakdown of that. We got to do a special episode about Johnny Gargano.
1: It was, th- there's a lot we could talk about there and unpack as well, <laughs> but um, I'm excited to see where he's going, man, and then like... Uh, like I said, there's it's just so much opportunity now in the indies and stuff. Like, I think a lot of wrestlers know and understand, like, my you don't need WWE, like, you don't need that platform anymore because you could make it on your own and you could do it on your own. And I know AEW can't sign everybody and stuff, but you could get a couple spots or matches on there. Like, I think someone like Organo or or Kyle O'Reilly, someone you want to sign, Keith Lee too, but um. Anyway, man, uh, I'm excited to see what the future holds. I think Organo, I'm not gonna speculate like too much about his future. I just know he has a kid coming up, and whatever he decides, and for however long he's gone, or if he stays, hits the ground running, I'll be excited to see him. So I'll leave it at that, man.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, like you said, when the business is thriving, everything's thriving because I'm more than sure indie payouts aren't they're You know, they're they might be double, triple what they used to be back in the day because. Mm-hmm. Because they know the people will come to these matches because they have amazing people coming, and it's it's awesome that even though people might not sign to a company like AEW, which is 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 one of the better you know companies to want to get signed for, but they, they know that they can still work indies and still get a good paycheck and take care of their families. Which at the end of the day, that's that's the goal, you know, take care of the family with with, with the thing you love. So it's awesome that indies. Um can help on that regard too, and I'm just glad wrestling is where it is right now because, ooh, back in the mid two thousands, you weren't going to get this kind of good paydays anymore.
1: No, you weren't, and, and in some regards, I still think the business is a bit carny. And you know, I was been I've been reading like some tribunes and like you, I think uh, my my one of my friends, a reporter for Spectrum, um, put out an article or put out a story that he did on, on Maddie Warkowski, and she talked about how some reporters. Some promoters still don't want to pay her what, you know, she should be valued at because she's a, she's a woman and stuff. And I think that needs to be out already. Like, you know, so hopefully as time progresses and, you know, the Indies start to thrive again, that we see less of that. And, you know, these wrestlers f- get paid for the talent that they have and that they are. And we go forward from there. But I think it's definitely an exciting time overall for the business. Oh, yeah. I just I just hope the, the carny becomes less and less every every year.
0: Oh yeah and I mean, also to speak to that I mean it's awesome that these people know their worth you know they they know that you know what they bring to the table contributes to the product as, as a whole and I'm I'm really glad I w- we'll link we'll link that interview um with our homeboy Jose Arredondo uh, interviewing Matty rankowski because um guy's awesome uh, does amazing stuff for the local San Antonio community and it's just an awesome outreach uh, that he got to talk to maddie for that so we'll definitely put that down in the description but moving on uh a, a big name a household name names everyone knows is jeff hardy because i don't know what the fuck is going on with this and i didn't think that in 2021 in the last month of the year that i was going to be wondering about the future of jeff hardy because it's it's kind of everywhere right now and i have no idea what's what's actually going on do you, do you, are you caught up on everything that jeff
1: I am caught up with him on everything on Jeff, and based on what I've read recently and stuff, it's I am not I, I really don't think it's my place to speculate or even say anything about Jeff Hardy right now. All I'm just gonna say is that um I hope he's doing good and whatever issues or anything that's happening, I hope he resolves them. If they aren't resolved already, and I'm excited to see wherever he goes and what he does, and I'll leave it at that. Again, I don't think it's my place to speculate anything about <laughs> what's going on there and stuff,
0: but, you know, I've I've seen different things that he's okay, he's fine and stuff. Matt, Matt Hardy had a Twitch stream and he talked about it a little bit more, Um and he, he pretty much just said Jeff was fine. You know, Jeff is the best part of his life right now. He's healthy, Matt's healthy, and that's all that matters, and if Jeff wants to say something coming soon, he will, but if he's not, just let it be. The, the 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 bare bones of this situation is uh WWE released Jeff Hardy from his contract with them recently, Um, and now people are kind of wanting to speculate as to why. At first, people thought that it was uh, a drug relapse. You know, Jeff Hardy, this is public knowledge already, but Jeff Hardy was, let go back in the day in 2002 from WWE um, after refusing rehab uh, for drug and alcohol abuse. Um, So people immediately jumped to that once news of his termination came out. But, um, I mean according to Matt and the family, it's it's nothing like that. And I, again, I don't like to speculate on someone's personal life because I don't know Jeff Hardy the person. I know Jeff Hardy the wrestler, but um, I mean, like you said, all, all power to him. As long as he's healthy, he's happy, and he does what he wants to do with the rest of his career, I'm more than happy. It's just, it, it, it's just again, I didn't think I was going to be uh, reading headlines about Jeff Hardy and, and wondering about what's going to happen with him and you know the rest of his career this late into 2021 so wrestling's crazy wrestling's always changing wrestling's always throwing monkey wrenches in the in the machine
1: yeah either way good good for him and they're doing fine and you know I'm excited to see where he goes from here
0: um man,
1: young bucks and and, uh hardy boys that's, that's, that's
0: <laughs> money round on two the wall. money on the wall <laughs> oh yeah oh my god yeah for sure give me that on national tv now but <laughs> anyway enough of that um we we do have to do a little bit of talking about Dynamite and Rampage leading into Winners coming um I'm not going to go through the whole card just want to do some hot takes here and there just jump around but uh CM Punk did open up the show on Wednesday and roasted the shit out of Long Island um general criticism for me this ran a little too long um I know I know that's not the best opinion to have when it comes to Punk and you know you know less is more for me personally but at, at, at a certain time it felt like he was just looking at everyone and saying that's your guy that's your guy is this your guy mjf's your guy is that your guy long island that's your guy he talked talked a bunch of shit about sports teams i don't care about hockey isn't a real sport um and i just it, this kind of droned on for me for a little bit but i'm very glad to i'm seeing this fired up punk and i'm glad that he can play to a crowd where he's not going to be the, the the baby face hero Man, you can
1: miss me with that, because I'll take punk shitting on <laughs> Long Island. Off, off. Give me two hours of that. That's funny. <laughs> it's funny at hell. And I, I think the fact that the new, the new uh, Long Island crowd was playing along with it, like you with the way MJF was like talking, like, "Oh, they're gonna they're gonna praise me coming out of the dynamite." Everyone, you were low. I was low key expecting like, "Okay, they're gonna boo this man on the building, and he's gonna be the you know the delusional heel, right?" But no. New- New- Long Island actually turned heel like the heels that they are <laughs> <Chipped this man. laughs> and I think that's so awesome because like it incorporates the actual city like you know uh, Britt Baker has Pittsburgh and she gets the hometown welcome even though she's a heel CM Punk gets Chicago no matter what he's doing he's not going to get booed there MJF has Long Island Virginia goes to freaking uh Hangman Page Lance archer has got Houston Texas Moxley got Cincinnati like that's awesome man. Like I I, I want to see more of that cuz I'm um, like imagine when when AW comes to San Antonio and Thunder Rosa who lives here the, the hometown pop and how she they incorporate us into the storylines though like shoot bruh. Sign me up Tony <laughs> Khan. I, I love I mean, it man. I got nothing I got nothing bad to say. They could have been 2 hours and I would have been entertained off my ass with that.
0: I ain't going to I ain't gonna hey. complain. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, Brit Brit's gonna be cheered anywhere. I'm sure if if we see her tomorrow, I'm sure we'll all cheer her. Everyone cheers Brit. No one no one doesn't cheer the Doctor. Um skipping over a few, you know, MJF won the, the Diamond Battle Royal and Dante Martin, so they're gonna have a match tomorrow. Winners coming, very excited about that. Um Jurassic Express and the varsity blondes defeated the acclaimed in two point oh. Um Beretta came back after a match of the best friends versus the super clique. The Young Bucks took on Rocky Romero, Chuck Taylor. After the match, the Young Bucks try to beat down more on the team, but then Trent makes his return debut after a, a, a fusion spinal sur- a surgery, which kind of crazy that he came back this fast. Um, he he unloaded on the heels, um, beat him up. His mom Sue made it made another debut again with the with the with the van. Loved all that. Um and then, I- I'm just really excited to see Trent. I hope he's back. On-, on Rampage, he kind of got some BTE triggers thrown on him, so I hope that's not riding him back off, because um, I-, I, love- I love Trent, and I would love to see, you know, he was Roppongi Vice in New Japan, along with Rocky Romero, and I would love to see more of that side, because that-, that side of uh, Trent Beretta is so awesome, and I- I'm really excited. I don't know if you ever watched Roppongi Vice back in the day.
1: Mm-mm. No, sir.
0: Yeah, it, uh, so God, this is the problem I have with Reddit too. Is you know, I love fans. Don't get me wrong, fantasy book, fantasy, fantasy talk. But when they dig so hard into to nothing, uh, I saw I saw this one Reddit thread that was saying that oh, they think Trent's gonna turn heel on the best friends because of the way he was acting. It's like, yeah, I think you're kind of reaching. Like the the man's returned. He's he's enjoying to finally get back at this bunch of assholes in the super click and that, that that's re-
1: for people to use WWE booking.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like this is this is what WWE it's 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 made it's made people not being able to enjoy happy moments and they want to expect the worst out of it, but ah, uh, I digress. Uh Rio took on Jamie Hater before uh Rio gets her guaranteed championship match against Britt Baker. Match of the um, night. This was match of the fucking night, dude. Oh my god, Jamie Hater is killing it. She she killed it with Thunder Rosa back a few weeks. She killed it with Rio. She, she's, just a, she's great, and I loved all of this match. Um, I, I'm super high on Rio. I've always loved her work. I think she's super underrated just because of her size and being, quote-unquote, the hand-picked first women's champion. But th- this match was awesome. G- give, me your some, give me some of your thoughts. Oh, man,
1: I loved it. I got nothing bad to say about it. All the praise in the world. Jamie is coming into her own every, mo- every match. Just the way she carries herself, the way she looks, the camera work. Reels, a workhorse. I love, I love watching her matches. She always plays the, the the scrappy underdog really well. But you know, also she, she she throws down in the ring like fantastic match from these two wrestlers. Love it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, eventually, because you can see the writing on the wall with this too. But when Jamie Hader finally takes on Britt Baker at some point, whether it be for the belt or not, I mean, I think that's gonna be. Britt's best match to date minus the, the Chris Statlander and uh, the Chris Statlander match. I think it's going to be one of the best matches Brit's ever had, honestly.
1: Agreed, man. Agreed. I'm just waiting for that Warlord turn two, right? For MJ. Oh, <laughs> my both God, Both of those are on a running timer, but I don't think Hader's going to turn anytime soon.
0: Nah, they I, I think, it, it, again, it's a layered thing. You know, people are complex. She'll remember this down the line seven months, eight months when... You know, she'll remember that they bickered and Britt tried to, you know, establish dominance over her, but it, it, it'll come back to bite her in the ass in the long run. So mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to do a, an obvious like, here you go, Jamie hater's the face now. It's going to be just a slow, slow, slow burn turn, which I love AEW. And they're, they've proven they're more than capable of doing that kind of stuff.
1: Hmm. and also we had uh, John Silver versus Brian Danielson that was a wonderful great match forward to the storyline that you're going to be seeing come to maybe it's conclusion that winner's coming with uh, Heyman Page versus Brian Danielson I also want to point out too Julia Hart got spat in the face by Malachi Black and I love the story that Malachi Black's telling where the Empress is going to lead to the four. whatever quote he said I'm subscribed to this 100% uh, Malachi Black give them all the, the airtime I'm never I never get tired of seeing that man and finally I know you don't like this I oh, know you're gonna go. complain
0: what what is it what are you gonna talk to me about Cody Rhodes oh my God what what did Cody oh the the Sammy thing yeah the Sa... actually hold on let's backtrack a little bit I did see a really cool Reddit thread about Malachi Black I don't think he's doing a House of Black like everybody's thinking um but. People people are comparing that Malachi back, black is creating the seven deadly sins personified. I saw uh, that post too. You saw that one. Okay, so Dante's yeah. envy. Uh, they labeled Julia Hart as lust. Um, and uh, pa- uh Cody was pride, I think, and Pack was wrath. Uh, so those are those were. I think those could be really characterized really well. Um, I think the only what are they missing? Uh slide
1: I would probably say Dante would be gluttony because in that promo on the road two, he talked about how the king of Thessaly or whatever um went to the sacred forest of Demitar and started cutting down all the sacred trees, and in doing so, pissed pissed off a nymph that cursed the king with endless hunger. And so in his quest to solve his hunger, he pretty much ate everything around him, sold all of his possessions, even sold his own daughter into slavery and ended up eating himself to death. So I, I think if we're going down that route, I would say he's going the I would say gluttony would be that sin. But other than that, I, I sort of agree with the whole overall
0: whole overall. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, if Malachi black is doing this, is going to pull off an amazing story um, every time he does something. But anyway, back to Cody Rhodes, uh, break it down, dog. Like what, what did this shithole fucking do again? I can't remember. Dude, Honestly. he just said
1: he, he said good luck, kid, and he talked about you know he kind of played around with the tunnels a little bit. That's coming, baby. The slow burn's coming. <laughs> yeah, hey, he's coming, not ba- gonna
0: turn, dude. No, yeah, but he's you. gonna
1: be a prick somehow, somewhere. He's always gonna... a prick. What are you talking? No, about? Cody. Cody Rose is a nice guy. Okay, he's the son of a plumber, but I, I think that the pride is gonna come into play against Sammy. I mean, right? AEW likes to do. The heel versus uh, baby face dynamic, especially for these championship matches and stuff. So, you know, Cody's gonna be playing I mean, the heel. Gotcha, I, this I, match. And people like you are gonna get pissed because, like, why doesn't he turn when it's right in front of you? And I wanna be there with my 100,000 IQ galactic empire brain, you know, smirking because, you
0: know, I understand. Like, you want me to believe that Cody Rhodes is gonna turn? I don't give a shit what he does. Cody Rhodes could suffer reti- like wrestling tomorrow. I won't care. Am I going to be happy? I don't give a shit. Am I going to be mad? No. I don't care what Cody does. When Sammy beats him, I hope Cody goes back to the Cody-verse. I enjoyed it more when he wasn't interacting with the, the entire realm of AEW. He was doing his own thing. He carried a flag against Anthony Agogo. That was weird. I, I didn't give a shit. I don't give a shit about Cody. Move on from Cody. We have evolved past the need for Cody. I don't care about Cody. Tell me how you really feel. God, I had to get
1: that out of God? I feel whew. this is what's gonna happen.
0: I'm gonna oh, I'm
1: I'm overthink this match, and then somehow I want to find something that proves my point wrong or proves my point right, and I'm gonna come and gloat. And you know, he's gonna
0: sneeze, he's gonna sneeze wrong, and you're gonna say he's a full blown heel. I'm gonna say that it's long term booking.
1: <laughs> I'm, just anyway. being, I'm, I'm just being facetious, but.
0: I know, uh-huh. I know, I know. You're, you're trying to get at me, trying to trying to give me the mark. Mm-hmm. Anyway, let's move on to Rampage because this wasn't the main event, um, but this was the people's main event, and this is basically the only thing I want to talk about from Rampage. You can bring up any of the other three matches if you want, but Hook, the Lord and Savior of professional wrestling, finally made his debut. Uh, if you don't know, Hook is the son of Taz, and on Reddit, he's been the biggest meme in wrestling history, I think. Everyone says that Kenny Omega was afraid of Hook because he never defended against Hook when he was the AEW champion. Everyone, he can kick out of 17 one-winged angels. Uh He can kick out of Cody Rhodes' golden shovel hitting him over the head. Hook is the god, and he is the past, present, and future, fuck MJF, of professional wrestling. And honestly, dude, Hook looks so fucking good. He looked better than most guys. Making their first debut, and he made his debut on TV. Like holy shit, this guy, this guy has it. This guy came from Taz, and you can tell because everything he did. And and shout out to Fuego del Sol because you know it takes two to dance, and Fuego sold everything. Hook did. Hook looked like a star. Um, this is this is how you make new stars. You know, you get you you get someone out there that the people resonate with, that people want to see in the ring. And you, you push that, and AEW listens. They pushed Hook. You know, they they called him. They called this, like, one of the like most anticipated debuts. Taz sold it on commentary. He was so proud of his son. And and then he just delivered. He went out there and delivered a really hell of a match. And he hit the Taz mission for the win. I, I can't remember what Taz said he's renamed it. Um, but, I mean, God, dude, I'm so excited for the future of Hook and where he goes from here.
1: Yeah, you don't even know me. You don't even know y'all. These sixteen oh my- bars
0: cost sixteen cars. Kiss these balls, bitch. We stars. Oh my god! I know, dude. Like, I can't believe that's his intro. Like, he gets a licensed song. Like, that shit. You ain't hot
1: like Prince. God, oh, I Fucking love action Bronson, man. Have you seen? Fuck, that's delicious. That show he has.
0: Oh, dude, I love. Oh my god, I love <laughs> so that. Good, oh, dude. I'm all about action Bronson, dude.
1: He's so good. And I'm so glad he lost weight and he got help and the path to being healthier and stuff like that because I love that man. I hope he's around forever. Uh, but, you know, I'm glad he's on Team Taz. And Team Taz is finally <laughs> the threat that it's always needed to be the past two years. chess kiss. Mwah. Oh, AEW does... Keep, just
0: AW... keep Brian Cage away from them.
1: So good, dude. AEW's so good. Well, I'd like to else see else Brian else... Cage come back again, you know?
0: Just doing some things. Yeah, but but... But fight against someone else other than, you know, Team Taz.
1: You know what? A.W. should have a belt called the 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 Meat Wagon or the Meat chance. <laughs> and just like I, it's just literally gonna be Cobb's, Brian Cage, Wardlow, uh, Johnny Hungy could be in there because he loves meat. Um, We're all. What are the hostels? Am I missing? Nick Roman, Camarado. I just want a host fest, dude. I think New Japan has like a... Does New Japan have a Haas division? No, they, they, like no, they don't have a Haas.
0: It's, it's just called the heavyweight. That's just like the main roster pretty much.
1: Yeah, I, so wasn't there a promotion that had like strictly hosses? I want a Haas division. A.W. has a Haas <laughs> division, but I want it to be recognized. Like, this big meaty man slapping meat like Biggie says. That's what I want to see. So, you know, I'm, I'm rooting for you, Brian Cage.
0: I mean, I'm, I'm not rooting against them. I just, I think they need to move on past... Him always being involved with Team Taz. But anyway, uh elsewhere all on the card. Um you had Adam Cole be uh beating Wheeler Yuta in the main event. A really good match. I've always been high on Yuta, and I'm glad he's getting the chance to shine against big opponents. Um like I said earlier, after that match, the super click beats up on Trent. So hope this isn't a sign that he need he needs, you know, more time off, but if he does, he does. Um I really hope to see him back soon. Uh, there's a trios match between Ruby Soho, Ty Conti, and Anna J. taking on the team of Nyla Rose, The Bunny, and Penelope Ford. Um, the uh, the heels won in this match, uh, setting up basically for you know the the T the TBS title eliminator tournament between uh, Ruby Soho and Nyla Rose. Really good match, fun one. Um, a little short for me, but this was four matches on this card, so I get it. They were pressed for a little more time. Um, and then the opening contest was the Lucha Brothers versus FTR for the AEW titles. Um, a real, real good sprint. I don't, I don't think this was the best match they've ever had. Um, again, this suffers from them not being able to do the two out of three falls match last week. Um, that would have probably been the best match between these two teams because they can go for long distances. But, um, again, Lucha Bros retained, um. fun match regardless you know these these two guys these four men can never put on a bad match it, i just don't think it was the best match they've ever had but hopefully we move on um hopefully we move on from here um because i would like to see the lucha brothers mix it up with the acclaimed varsity blondes i know jurassic express is in there um so hopefully we can just move on i do want to see some newer storylines and very excited to see uh what's coming especially tomorrow for a coming. Um, I'm going. I'm going to be very excited. I'll probably post some things on the Missing the Marks podcast from there. Uh, 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 oh, fuck. God, I just had the biggest brain fart. I was going to say, are you going? But you're not going. I know you're not going. No, what are you excited mind. for tomorrow?
1: Uh, four o'clock when I get off.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <A-W-> <laughs> <laughs> oh why did that break me so hard oh god that's funny uh real quick down the match for tomorrow's winners coming card you got Wardlow my big boy muscle tits taking on Matt Seidel uh, oh I didn't know this but apparently Hikaru Shida and Serena Deeb's match is now a no disqualification match Smart, I like
1: the idea see this is, yeah. this is where aw blood rematches right this is where you do rematches right they hopefully. lead a to something match. Hopefully, they have the rubber match, and then that's it. They move on to better things. I personally want Serena D to win. Oh yeah, she same. Needs- I think okay. she needs to go over. She needs to go over. Ikaro, she could take the loss here.
0: Yeah, she's a former. She's the former like longest reigning women's champ. I don't think she needs to win tomorrow. She
1: doesn't. Hundred percent. She doesn't. Give me the uh, baby. Give me the. Give me the fucking professor. The master. I, I could watch it. that. I could watch her wrestle uh, all day, man. She's probably one of the best wrestlers on the planet right now, I think top 5 for sure.
0: Oh, bro, she's so technically sound. It's it's crazy. I love um I did see that the going off topic, but our friend of the show Avery Bro uh actually had a training seminar with Serena Deev this past weekend and I thought that was cool that, you know, everyone gets to learn from everybody. I love that the the community's thriving. I love that. I love I just love seeing that kind of stuff. It's it's great seeing knowledge pass from veterans to newcomers to People who are already tenured, I, I love all of that. I, I'm a sucker for that kind of stuff.
1: It's good. Sh- it's good booking, baby. It's uh, Yoshi P, Tony Khan booking. Uh, just kidding. It's, it's just good for the business, man. The knowledge being <laughs> passed around and stuff like that. Yeah, so,
0: warms, warms my little my little heart. Um, next on the card, you got MJF taking on Dante Martin for the AEW Dynamite Diamond Ring. I do think that Dante Martin goes over in this match. I don't think. MJF needs a three-peat. I think this is where Dante starts really becoming a single star.
1: Or well, you're gonna have uh MJF lose before he fights Punk. I don't think they'd do that. Probably be a disqualification or something.
0: Yeah, I think I think CM Punk will smartly cost this match. MJF because I mean MJF, again, doesn't have the most matches in AEW. He he seldom wrestles in between. Um I, I think building it like that. Yeah, taking a loss to Dante Martin here won't hurt him very much. I think he goes over Punk. I think that's how he set up eventually at Revolution, maybe even later, that, you know, Hangman versus MJF is the way to go. You think you think Hangman takes on CM Punk before MJF?
1: See, Hangman takes uh, No, I don't think so. You think
0: CM Punk gets a shot at all?
1: I think CM Punk gets a shot further down the road, but I don't think you want to put him in a title picture yet.
0: Yeah. Not before okay. the new
1: year, not probably not before the next pay-per-view.
0: Okay. Okay, yeah, I can see that. And then, of course, ladies and gentlemen, the main event, Hangman Adam Page takes on Brian Danielson for the AEW World title. I'm very excited. Making the drive up tomorrow to Garland. Uh, gonna stay the night, hang out. Very excited to see this again. I'll be posting probably some stuff on the stories of uh, our Instagram account, at MTMSPod. Very excited. I just love... Seen wrestling live, and I'm glad that I get to see this wrestling instead of the wrestling that Nathan got to see, which yeah, well, he saw. He ad. saw mainly commercials.
1: Yeah, the whole giant ad and Sammy standing in the ring for 30 minutes. I'm just glad that the friends I have were there, and that's that's why I went. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't normally go to a WWE show. I I went for the <laughs> squad, not for myself. So now, even they agreed to like, oh, it was a lot of commercials. I went to a sports entertainment uh event. I didn't go to a pro wrestling show. Pro wrestling show is AEW. You want to go see sports entertainment? Go watch WWE. I mean, that's, that's, that's what else do you want me to say? <laughs>
0: that's it. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, no. I just I don't okay. I'm very tired. I'll give you this. I I spaced out and kept looking at my desktop, and I was just like, I, I knew you finished talking, but my brain was like, wait for him to finish talking. Your anyway. brain just,
1: Yeah, your brain doesn't do anything.
0: Shut yeah, up. i I'm brain dumb, dude. I can't do words good. Um, I'm the high IQ one
1: here. Yeah. Sign,
0: sign us out here. Sign us out here.
1: Everyone, I want to thank you for listening to us again for another installment of Missing the Marks. As always, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, Spotify, Podcast, Spotify Podcast, Google Podcasts, and all podcasting services throughout. All of our interviews will be uploaded to YouTube. Where you know those episodes are only be uploaded to YouTube, everything else you can find streaming. Um, as always, you can find us on Spotify, Google, or at Instagram at MTMS Pod on Insta. Um, I am how many your- times
0: are you gonna say Insta? <laughs>
1: insta 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 as always I mean now you got my brain on no yeah i was
0: going to say i think i in fact, i think i gave you some stupid brain here you gave me you
1: interrupted my 1000% <laughs> iq brain galactic empire brain and you gave me like galactic you
0: bro you want not know a headlock from a head lab get out of here
1: shut up i <laughs> want if i want if I, if I shit from you i'd skip it from your mouth and Whoa. You, you you gave me you gave me the virus from that movie Independence Day where they blew up the aliens with just like, you know, Windows 97. That's what you gave me.
0: Are we still doing the outro or do you need daddy to take the reins for you?
1: need hey, my daddy. Shut the hell up. <laughs> <laughs> out. Uh, again, everyone, thank you for joining us for this- another installment. You can find us on all podcasting services uh, as well as Instagram at MTMS Pod. Other than that, we wish you all a happy holidays. Kyle, we're going to be doing an episode next week because, uh, you know, next week is Christmas. Or... um
0: yeah yeah let's do it let's do it let's do a do a seasonal Christmas episode Tweet, I, like, I, like we'll... that. I like that because I do want to talk about winners coming after because I'm going to be fanboying over there
1: okay 100% and as always people um, We. sorry about the slate episode we, you know we had some things come up uh, but usually we'll drop a new episode Monday morning uh, for your listening pleasure um and that's pretty much it everybody you have a wonderful day we see you and we wish you the best on these happy holidays. Uh, listen to Action Bronson, play NWalker if you got time, and just enjoy good storytelling that you can find, um, you know, by investing in good products. And that, that that's it for me,
0: pal. <laughs> happy holidays, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening. See you later.